greetings to each and every one of you this morning um, in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> um, beautiful words and probably the key of an answer to all the questions that came forth and even that was shared this morning already. Um, our heart's desire to be like Him. Um, and that is our goal then would help eliminate lots of struggles and lots of strife and the issues of pride and unbelief and all that from us. <clears throat> I think you know, it's always the, the, that balance there between, uh, I don't know what you were used, William, as a, you know, the negativeness sometimes we look, look at ourselves on versus um, I read this phrase, and maybe I shared this the other Sunday or whenever, but <clears throat> um, it was shared by a, I don't even know who, who shared it that I read, but addictions of addictions that we have in life um, generally come from a negative view of ourself, not 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 seeing who we really are or who we can be in Christ um, and trying to fill that void of being somebody is where addictions come from. It's the root of all addictions. That's kind of how it was put. The root of all addictions come from a, a negative, um, low self-esteem. <clears throat> and the thing wrong, there's nothing wrong with, you know, like we have low self-esteem and then the opposite side we'd have too much, too high of our own self-esteem, and it turns to pride. And the only thing wrong is it's not that we should not have some self-esteem. It's, it's when it's too low and when it's too high. And so thankful that, that God and his word and brothers and sisters in Christ and um, the people we're around, um, the people that we, you know, helps keep that in balance. You know, helps keep that on a... On a equanimity, equanimity, I guess it is, not too high, not too low, but a balance that we can go through life and we can enjoy life. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes we, we function, we function with uh, lower self-esteem or we try to function with lower self-esteem than what we do if we'd actually lift ourselves up and think about the positive and the impacts of who we are in Christ and what Christ has done for us. And, you know, he is our life and he is our salvation, and He is our joy. And, um, in Him, we move, and we have our to being and to do. And um, you know, look at all the promises that we have in the Word of God. You know, look at the promises that we have that God gives to us. <clears throat> um, do we have low times in our life? Do we have struggles? Absolutely. Um, but thankfully, we can be lifted up and be strengthened. Um, so um, I think today's uh, the message I think is very fitting is maybe help us to uh, <clears throat> continue what we have heard from this morning um, through devotions and through the Sunday school lesson here. Um, let's continue to press on. Let's continue to persevere. Let's continue to run. What is it like to run a race? What is it like to run a um and we, I know we have people in here of different ages, um, of different 
physical abilities and disabilities and and yet every one of us you know sitting here um we're all on a journey we are in real life and we are asked to run a race literally we are run the race let us run the race why do we want to run a race why is the race of life important to us um there's a crown waiting for us. If it was in a physical race as a marathon, there's probably a reward or a prize laying for us. Even in our everyday life, the things that we do um, physically, a lot of times we do what we do because of the satisfaction or reward that of a job well done. Um, so we run, we are in a race. We are running a race. And we may not even be able to physically move, but we're still going to be in a race, you know. And uh, <clears throat> so, um, not sure, just to give a little um, thoughts on this. Um, there must be a purpose to pursue um, as, as one of the first things, you know. Um, we don't want to, we don't want to quit. Um, let's just stand and read a few verses here in, in, in Hebrews 12, I guess, that are going to refer to this. Um, there's more verses than this, but um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3 verses. Um, he tells us here, um, exhortation to our faith, an exhortation to godliness, an exhortation to continue, to keep on. Um, <clears throat> Wherefore, seeing we, are, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, lay, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You may be seated. <clears throat> There's a purpose to pursue, per, to pursue it. There's a person, there's somebody here that needs to prepare. Um, there's a price to pay. There's a promise at the, at, to, to plead. There's a promise to there. There's a prize to possess. And in life, we are in a race. We are on a journey. <clears throat> So when you think of a runner, what do you think about? I know we have, we have several runners here, and that's not why I decided to share this, I guess. I, I found this, and I, I thought it was, it was just fitting um, that we need to be in, encouraged and to think about uh, life and to think about um, <clears throat> the journey that we're on. But if we just start with a runner, you know, when you think about a runner, what do you think about? What, what, what's, it, what's, this, what's this runner look like? And what's he doing? And what's he preparing? And, and how he's running? And I know some of you have, have you could say you have run marathons. Um, I, used to, I, loved, I used to love to run too. Um, and, and even in school, we would have races and three-legged races. And just, it, was just all, it, was, it was fun. I actually practiced running um, 
When I was growing up at home, we'd run about a half mile down our woods lane and back just to run. Um, <clears throat> probably can't do it anymore. I'd huff and puff and fall over before I'd get a fourth of the way. But what do you think about? So if, if, you're in, you know, if you're in a race and you don't want to be distracted, whatever, you're going to be looking straight ahead. You know? You're going to totally be concentrating on the road ahead of you. You're going to be moving. You're going to stay in your lane. You're going to stay in your place. You're not going to go to the right. You're not going to go to the left. You're not actually running against anyone else. You're competing against yourself. You know, he's running. You're running against a clock. You're not just trying to beat Joe over here. You want to make, you want to set, there's a record to set. You want to do it in, in what is it, three minutes? 352, three, how fast can you run? What is the fastest mile? I'm not even sure. But you're running against the clock, so you're competing against that. According to the scriptures at Hebrew 2, um, 12 there that we read, um, if you're a runner, um, you're saved. You may not be running this if, if we make some, we want to make some spiritual applications here, I guess, if we can. You know, running athletically, but you can be running spiritually. Even if you're, even if we're, we are setting there and we cannot, we don't have the capabilities running a race. I didn't choose this today either, Mark, because you have lost your leg. I've cho chosen this because even myself, you know, I would never come out first if I was running the race against you guys whatsoever. But let's think about running the race while we're, while we're sitting there or whatever you are. It don't matter how old you are, okay? It doesn't matter how feeble you may be. It doesn't matter how rich or poor you are. We're still in a, in a race. <clears throat> the race for you to run, and what does God, how does God want you to run? In a sense, how does God want you to run? Like a champion. He wants you to run with a purpose to win. You know, he, um, so let's, let's consider that. Let's consider that our race that we're on, that God is wanting a champion. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and he wants you with him. He wants you to have that crown, to wear that crown. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a word in here that says, wherefore. Um, wherefore is the very first word. Wherefore, seeing. <clears throat> and so that's telling us that there was champions before. And we go back um, you know, we go back and we, we read chapter 11 and we see the faith in the champions there was before. Wherefore, there was others that have won this crown, that have, that have fought the good fight of faith and laid hold of eternal life. And uh, we can see that. <clears throat> it, it represents um, people that have ran that race of faith before. These are champions that succeeded. They're not Michael Jordans, but they're champions of faith. They have run the journey of life. And they completed it. And at the end, they received a crown. This should challenge us to also run like they ran. Um, <clears throat> because where are they at? They're in glory today. Um, <clears throat> even back in the day of, of you know, in, in Paul's day, there was huge... Um, stadiums and athletic events and that took place. Um, just read a little history on what it says here on that. <clears throat> so, um, 
So the, the thing about being, being saved as a child of God, as um, one of his own, you are saved to become a runner um, of that race. <clears throat> sports was a big thing back in Paul's day. In the day, of our, in the day of our Lord, sports was a big thing. They had three great games, almost like a Super Bowl of today. There were, uh, they were Olympic games, and they were run at Mount Olympus. Therefore, we get the name of Olympic Games. There was also a, a Python, P-Y-T-H-I-N, Python Games. And these were run at Delphi. And then there were the Istamanian Games, and they were run at Corinth. And they, and they were staged. They staged them throughout the years. So if you were rich or, poor, or, or a patron, you could go from one game to the other. The athletes of that day were so admired, again, very much like our athletes of today. They had everything laid out at their feet if they won the game for their country. Their name was praised, poetry was written about them, statues were carved out and chiseled in their honor. They had the rest of their way through life, their room, their board, their food, everything was being paid for. The imperial would praise them and the runner, would be, would, the runner that brought glory and fame to him and his country. Well, today, times have not changed a whole lot in, in regards to that. If you look at whatever season we're in, I don't know, basketball has recently just passed or whatever, but people have been chosen as most valuable players, you know, and so forth. <clears throat> the author of Hebrews tells us that we're on a playing field too. And the heroes of our faith are in the stands back in chapter 11. <clears throat> the thing that we need to keep in mind as we're running this race also is that <clears throat> we're not running this race. I don't know, this is always a little hard to explain, I guess, but I think you know what, what is meant by it. Um, <clears throat> you're not just running to go to heaven, I guess. Heaven is not the goal um, at the end of the race, but it's, it is the gift that puts you in that race. <clears throat> if you turn with me to Acts chapter 20, Um, we'll read a little this is, uh, this is Paul's um, <clears throat> we, have our, we all have our own particular race to run and here's Paul's when he came to the end of his race um, this is what he said everyone's race is also is not the same is not different it may be whatever the race that is that, that we're in um, <clears throat> we should never compare ourselves um, with one another we're not running against each other. So Paul says in chapter 20, verse 24, it says, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. <clears throat> we're running against, we're running against, you know, the thing that we're running against and that we're winning against is against sin, against Satan, against our own self that we talked about this morning. 
you know, against the pride that wants to, um, that wants to rise up and make us, we are somebody. You know, and we need our focus needs to be off of, the, of others that are around us running, and we need to concentrate on the, the, the race that we're in. It's not somebody else's race, it's our own race. And God has, God has a journey and a path for each and every one of us. So if we're going to prepare for this, Hebrews tells us, you know what you guys would do? You'd go out and you'd buy, um, you'd buy lightweight shoes and good shoes and you'd condition yourselves and you wouldn't put on a heavy winter coat, I'm sure, and you would, you would start training. But Hebrews says to lay things aside, to lay weights aside, the things that so easily beset us, the things that bog us down, um, the less weight that we are carrying, you know, the easier or easier the, that we can run. <clears throat> the Greek word for weight here doesn't necessarily mean something that is sinful. It may, but it may not be. You know, if there's sin in our life, then obviously we know that it would be probably the heaviest weight we'd have to carry on whatever journey, on the journey that we're running. But it doesn't necessarily mean that some of the things that we do are bad in itself, but there are things that will weigh us down, you know. <clears throat> Um, for example, there's nothing wrong with an overcoat, but if you want to win that marathon, you're probably going to have to take that overcoat off. <clears throat> First Corinthians six, verse twelve. says, all things are lawful unto me, but, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Paul is writing that. So the word expedient there, it comes from the word expedition. You know, an expedition is when you're going to be going somewhere. You went, you're going on an expedition. You're heading out. You're hiking. You're running. Paul said some things may be lawful. It may be good. But there's some things that would not be expedient, would not help you. Um, it's better if you would leave that behind, leave it alone, um, leave it back, leave it in your past, because it's going to hinder you from your, from your best. <clears throat> Is there things holding us back? Are we carrying too much excess baggage? These are all just questions. You know, in any goal or focus that you w would have in life, not just the journey, but you know, let's say you're working on a project, you know, um, you're, you're building something. And you're just constantly being sidetracked over here on this and this and this and this. You know, you're definitely not, um, it's going to take you a long time to get there. <clears throat> we need to be free from, um, baggage, from the baggages, from the things that so easily beset us and weigh us down. Hebrews tells us that we live by faith so that we can walk by faith, so that we can run by faith. <clears throat> One thing we'll note, notice like in the Bible, um, there's, a, there's a sequence to things. Thank <laughs> you. 
there's a there's a there's a particular sequence to things like in second peter it tells us that grace comes before peace you know that grace and peace be multiplied it never says peace and then it says grace um same thing with believe and be baptized it also says to repent you know there's there's a sequence of things that we see um you don't say be baptized and then start believing you would want to believe and then be baptized repentance and faith is another order that God has, has put in his word. Um, it's difficult to have faith when there's repentance that's needed first. <clears throat> so the, the writer is telling us here to lay aside every weight so that easily, that easily besets us, um, to get rid of that excess that's holding us down. And to run with patience the race that is set before us. <clears throat> and it's also not good that we try to start that we try to run somebody else's race <clears throat> um, for them. Everyone has that um, to do. I think we can be an encouragement and help people along um, the way. And the excuses, you could say, sometimes that we make, that we, we can't do this or we can't do that. Um, <clears throat> there's a little story here um, of would, would share, I guess, um, for what it's worth <clears throat> in, in that regard. It says, there's two boys was sitting on the front porch one day, and one was a very big and brawny fellow. The other was a very small and fragile guy. The little man said, looked over to the big guy and said, Do you know what I would do if I was as big and strong as you are? He said, What would you do, little brother? He said, If I was as big and strong as you are with all the muscles that you have and all the strength that you have, I'd go out in, those, in that big woods and I'd find me the biggest bear that I could find and I would wrestle that bear if I was as strong as you are. The big man looked over at the little fellow and he said, have you ever thought about this fact, that there may be some little bears in that woods too? So we all have, you know, we can all make excuses, and yet we all are as just as a, you know, there's, there's big obstacles for people that are overcoming and working on, and there's also, you could say, even down to the, the smallest one that we might be. Um, that we might be faced with and challenges that we have. <clears throat> so we need to prepare ourselves. We need to uh, <clears throat> look into the Word of God and uh, to focus on the journey that is ahead of us. <clears throat> There's a price to pay. <clears throat> it tells us there too um, in Hebrews. Um, there's an there's an endurance. Endured the cross, despised the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
What, did, what all has Christ endured for us? The word endurance means um, something that you're willing to um, bear. You're willing to uphold. You're willing to carry that load, um, that challenge. Um, there's not, you know, most of us all look for no matter what we're doing, we always look for an easy way out. Sometimes we look for the cheap way out. Sometimes we look for the lazy way that we can uh, get things accomplished or serve God or do th- do our, run our businesses. Um, but that's not the way it is with our heart. Um, we need to, sometimes we need to just bear that burden. We need to endure. We need to be up, upheld, strengthened, and encouraged. <clears throat> run the race with endurance, it says. We need to pray over it. We need to cry over it. We need to study over it. We need to think about it. It's a full-time occupation. So just as examples or points here, you know, and paying the price. Sometimes we may may need to give up some extra time in the morning. Um, Do we pay the price of being mocked or ridiculed or... Or look down upon? Are we willing to be different from the crowd? Um, most generally, when we run this race of life, we're running against the grain of the majority, you could say. Um, most of us don't like the idea of paying that price, so of being a disciple and a follower of Christ and obedient unto Him. A lot of them have started running and will quit. We are to finish our course. <clears throat> You know, Jesus bowed his head at the cross of Calvary, we heard the other Sunday, and it says, what, what was his words? He says, it is finished. Paul says um, the same thing in Timothy. I've fought a good fight. I've run the race. I've run the course. I've run the race. Therefore is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, not only for me, but all those that look forward to his appearing, he tells us. So <clears throat> there's a, you know, it's like, it's don't quit. Um, I listened to, Different podcasts, in a sense, already, and the ones that are encouraging, like Ed Milet and them, it's like the power of one more. Um, don't quit. What's one more thought? One more, you know, lift, do, do one more thing for somebody. What's one more opportunity? Um, what, would the di- what difference would it make if we would take that, um, that one more? And there's plenty of testimony and example out there of that, of continuing to press on and persevering even when we want to quit and we want to give up and we, you know, we want to just uh, not, not keep on. And yet, we know that if, you know, if we're going to run a marathon and win, we're going to have to put one foot in front of the other one until we reach the finish line. <clears throat> so we have the promise there too. If we look at in, in verse 2, you know, what does he tell us? Um, he tells us that Jesus is the author. So if you was an author, what does an author do? He's the beginning. He writes it. He's the author. He was there when you were born. He knew you before, when you were still in your mother's womb, before you was ever conceived. He's the author. So he's the one that has wrote the book about you. He's the one that has created you. He's the one that is able to recreate you. But what else is he? 
He's not just the author. He's also the finisher. He's also the one that will help you, that will be there when you cross the finish line. He is the finisher of our faith. And he did this because there was joy set before him. He saw the, he saw the end result. He saw the joy that you would have in crossing that finish line. <clears throat> Author simply means that, you know, a leader, originator. He is the example of our faith. He's the originator of our faith. Faith, faith comes from, from him. You know, even the apostles said, increase our faith, Lord. <clears throat> Those ones that we, that we can, and back in Noah and Abraham in chapter 11, um, Sarah, um, we see all those as, um, that's written for our admonition. It's written for our encouragement. To cheer us on. But even them, they're not the chief example, you know. Jesus is our chief example because he's the one who has not, never sinned, um, was tempted in all points like us, and yet didn't fail. And we fail. And he's the one that lifts us up and forgives us, offered us the gift of salvation. <clears throat> and also, you know, um, it helps us if we, um, if we keep our eyes on him. If, if our eyes are on the faults of others, for the very same, on the faults of others whom Jesus died for, then we'll probably have a pothole in our journey. So he's our goal, he's our coach, he's the, he's the beginning and the end, he's the one that runs alongside of us, he encourages us and strengthens us in his word. Um, you know, it's not about to be great in our faith, but um, it's, uh, it's the faith we have in a great God, not how much great faith we have, but how much in how great that what Christ has done for us. Um, Again, looking unto him, keeping our eyes on him. There is a prize. He tells us that in, in, at the end there. <clears throat> um, most generally, when we run, as we're running this journey, we run a race. There, there, we generally do it because there's a prize. It may be a a physical trophy. It may be just the joy or satisfaction of a job well done. Also, maybe compensate. It may be money, um, but we run to win it because there's a there's a reward at the end of it. First Corinthians nine twenty five. Bring in more scriptures, I guess. <clears throat> he says, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight, I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body 
and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. There's, there's Paul's writings about being, you know, a hypocrite or not a hypocrite, even in that last verse there. <clears throat> um, and he does it, if we back up several verses, he does it for the sake of the gospel, that he would be partakers with them, with you. Um, don't you know that everyone that's run, that which run in a race all run, but one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain it, he tells us. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 19. <clears throat> for, what is your, what, for what is our hope, or joy, or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming? For we are, are our glory and joy. <clears throat> Just read that again. For what is our hope, our joy, or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? You know, he's coming back. So that's a knowing that Jesus is coming back. Um, why would we not want to continue to run the race? <clears throat> He tells us to run it with patience. The example was given, um, <clears throat> a little example. It's not that the word patient, now the word patient doesn't mean the ability to thread a needle. You know, if you ever tried that, I guess, and trying to get it to go through there. <clears throat> but it's a patience that, that whatever we do, that we do it with our heart, our mind, and our souls unto the Lord. And the, our, the crown that we're run, running for, he told us there, that, we is, that it's not a corruptible crown, but it's an incorruptible. <clears throat> Paul also tells us in Philippians 3 there, 13 and 14, um, Brethren, he says, I count not myself to have apprehended. That is, I haven't finished it yet. I, have, I haven't just left nothing else to do. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. You know, the, he's running. He's on. The one thing I do, he says. He forgets those things which are behind. He reaches forth unto those things which are before. He presses toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> when did Paul say that? When did Paul say that? Say those words? At the beginning of his life? The middle of his life? Or the end of his life? Where do you think it was at? <clears throat> anyone, anyone want to venture to say? Well, I think it was toward the, you know, toward the end of his life. Um, 
that he that he penned those words. <clears throat> Paul is saying here, I'm running a race. Now, certainly, um, I don't think you'd want to look at him as a physical specimen. He had weak eyes. He had been beaten with rods and stones. He had been left for dead. He'd been he'd been in the sea in the Mediterranean. He had been in jails. He had been in prison. Here's Paul, probably old-looking, sunken chest, wobbly knees, um, but he keeps saying, I'm running, I'm running, I see the goal, I'm pressing toward that goal. I'm not there yet, but I'm running. That's the reason he said over there in the book of Acts, I've finished my course. You know, in a few years, if we just look at ourselves here, in a few years, 40, 50 um, 60 years old, 70 years old, whatever our age is, um, we're not all going to be here anymore. You know, we're all going to also, our life is going to be finished. It's going to be gone. Um, <clears throat> are we running? He said in, in, uh, in uh, Philippians 1 there, he says, for me, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. It's kind of like heads I win, tails I win too, Paul says. Um, it makes no difference. Just to get a little expert here, but thinking about he's in, he's in the prison, he's in jail. The jailer comes, tells him to get up. Um, this is probably Paul's last time. Um, he's being taken out to be executed. Um, he was happy, he was joyful, but he knew that it would be worth it all when he got to see, when he got to see Jesus and be with him. <clears throat> Paul says, I die daily. He told that executioner, I die daily. I've done this many times, not physically, but as my life has been given to the Lord a long time ago, his goal was to that self would die daily. I think we heard that this morning too, coming from Ethan. That you know, our probably that's probably one of the biggest challenges that we face in life um, to be able to lay ourselves down, to give up our daily on a daily basis. <clears throat> you know, Paul uh, did go there. He did put his head on the on the executioner block, and he was executed. Um, he was beheaded. Is how he died. And yet, he's the one that penned, the, penned those words. I have fought a good fight. I have run the race. Therefore, there is a crown laid up for me. <clears throat> a few more verses I guess I'd like to share here. Um, Romans... So I'm thinking about it, you know, even salvation <clears throat> is not a gift or a prize at the end of the race. Salvation is the gift that engages you, that puts you in that race. Um, it's no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, no matter how rich you are, how poor you are, um, your talents, your abilities, but God has a race for you. 
And if we run it, we can see, or do we see the, the, you know, the results that it will be worth it all when we get to be with Christ um, in all eternity. <clears throat> Romans 3, verse 23, <clears throat> just as some reminders um, for us to consider. Um, it says, for all have sinned. We've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. You know, none of us have anything to brag about. Um, Romans chapter 10. Verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. This journey that we're on is, um, it makes a difference if we're saved or not saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. There is no difference between the Jew or the Greek. He is the same Lord over all, as over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord he shall be saved. <clears throat> Back to Acts 16. <clears throat> Here's another example of Paul. Um, <clears throat> he was there with the uh, He was in prison at this time. Paul and Silas were there. They were praying. They were singing songs, um, praising God. Verse 25, there was an earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken. All the doors were opened. Everyone's bands was loosened. And the keeper of the prisoner, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he, threw, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. You know, he was going to end his journey there. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I, what must I do to be saved? And they told him in verse 31. <clears throat> I think this is key to our journey too, that we must, they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and all in thy house. <clears throat> And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And then he took them and he washed their stripes and, he, and they was baptized, he and all his, straight away. <clears throat> so I'd like to just, just to close, I guess, and then be open for sharing and testimony. Um, we know that... Uh, What was the, what was the, what was the verse that you read, Ethan, and Joshua?
oh yeah, yeah Josh chapter one verse seven, eight, and nine. <clears throat> I guess just I would I thought you know he opened with those verses or thoughts, and I think it would be a good way to close this thing on um, running our race. <clears throat> also, would be on on seven, eight, nine those verses. But John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that who should that we should not perish, but that we can have everlasting life, that he sent him for that. But even back, you know, and Joshua back there um, was being encouraged to run his race that we see. It says, only be thou strong. So this is, this is my uh, closing, use this as a closing uh, verses to each and every one of us. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou may observe to do according to all that Christ would have us to do. Everything that that Christ has set before us. Um, I know it says law there. I'm just paraphrasing a little bit. Which Moses, my servant, commit, commanded thee. You know, the things that God is asking us of, that he has for us, that we find in his word, in his book. And turn not from it. Here's the runner. Straight, he's looking focused ahead. He sees the finish line, you know. Turn not from it to the right hand, nor to the left, that thou what happens when we do that? That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. You know, if we can keep that focus, um, there's, again, there's a reward. There's, it tells us there that we may prosper. It says, this book of law shall not depart. So the word of God, let it not depart from our mouth, but that we would meditate therein day and night, how that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have a final finish line. Have a good success. <clears throat> be thou strong, and be of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I'm open for sharing testimony prayer requests. <clears throat>